beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. This episode is brought to you largely by our Patreon community. We are so thankful for every member of our Patreon family, past, present, and those who will be part of our Patreon uh, supporters in the future. Thank you, thank you, thank you to those who give of their time, their effort, and their money to help keep this podcast going. We see you. We're thankful for you. Thank you for believing in what we have going here. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, (laughs) so on the table for today, we're talking about what the Bible isn't. (laughs) Typically, when we're talking about the Bible, we are talking about what, what the Bible is. So we're talking about what the Bible isn't. And I'm going to kick it over to Brother Trey to frame our conversation. So go ahead, Brother Trey. Oh, no. <laughs> but I think you, you set it up. A lot of times we talk about what the Bible <laughs> is. The Bible is the word of God, or the Bible is infallible, inerrant, inspired, all, all of these things. And, and by the way, I'm going by typical or um, frequent descriptors of what the Bible. I'm not making any, any theological claims myself right now. Um, feel free to agree or disagree or affirm those as at, at your leisure. That's not what I'm here about. But I, I would love to have a conversation about what the Bible is not in hopes that we can um, handle it a little more, not just faithfully, but fruitfully, if that makes any sense to you. You know, um, when we have permission to handle things for what they are, I think it kind of frees us up to mine a little bit more from them than what we often know. Mine a little bit more from the Bible than what we often allow it, it to give us. Am I making sense? Yeah. Yeah. So um, first and foremost, I think one of, of the things, like if we kick it off, one of the things that the Bible is not is a rule book, right? <laughs> like it's not, it's not, it's not really one of the things that happens. I, I used to hear a lot that the Bible is basic instructions before leaving Earth, and it's it's cute because you know make a little acronym that spells Bible basic instructions before leaving Earth, but that's not really what the Bible, any of the books in it claim it to be. Well, none of the books claim that the Bible is anything because none of the books were composed to be like received as we now receive them. But I think it's important to acknowledge that that's not really what the Bible is attempting to do. You feel me? Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, I think for for me, and I want to say probably like a big, what I think might be a big part of uh, the fundamentalist, I or the fundamentalist fundamentalist ideologies is that the Bible is in fact basic instructions, uh, and so that's um, it's not very freeing at all. Right, that's sort of binding uh, in an unfair way, you know, 
Um, because, and I heard Trey say this many times, like, I really like one of the blessings of being black. I realized when folks ain't talking to me, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I realized when folks ain't talking to me. And so, um, when you look at the Bible as sort of like all of this is basic instructions, you for you have a whole lot of incons like a whole lot of inconsistencies. You kind of got to deal with. You got to wrestle with and make sense of. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it's it's a big cluster, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it is a cluster. <laughs> um, I think I think inherent within. Um, thinking about the Bible being uh, basic instructions. The thing that I was thinking about when listening to you both is the question rises to my heart of basic instructions to who, mm -hmm. and then knit within that, who has decided those basic instructions, who gets to interrogate it, and who has authority over those basic instructions. Now, of course, most theologians think that they are interpreting those instructions, those basic instructions before leaving earth in a vacuum. They think that they are interpreting it rightly. They think they are interpreting it in a neutral fashion. Come on, <laughs> come on, party come on, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Like, and I think we often run into problems. Just like Sam, you alluded to earlier that when you uh, uh, try to handle it like base constructions, you run into some inconsistencies, right? And I think that that's it's clear because when you the other thing about that okay if it's basic instructions you said basic instructions like for whom um also from whom is another question we got to answer because when we try to make another thing the bible is not is it's it's not unified and that's not to say that like there's no agreement across it but to pretend it is only one perspective and it's taking one look from one direction or something is to completely misunderstand what the bible is it's like inherent in the bible is is there's a a multitude of perspectives about not only who God is, but who are the people of God, right? Like who is God with? What is God saying to whom and, and when? And there's not one solid solidified answer in that. And a lot of times, particularly like in, in Western Protestant Christianity, we try to make or extract some unified theme from the Bible, or maybe not extract, we try to present it as one unified theme, like one, one giant Harry Potter book with one moral and everything. And that's not what we receive. Like even calling it the Bible often, it kind of leads us into this area where we want to treat it as like a book. And it's not, it, it's, it's a library. You don't go to the library and open every book expecting it to give you the same answers about everything. Mm -hmm. You go to the Bible expecting to have your perspective brought in by different people and everything. And that's, if you go to the Bible with a similar expectation, I think we get a lot more from it than sitting there and listening to like, for instance, Paul talking about how we're saved by grace alone, right? And in the same New Testament, you got James saying that uh, faith <laughs> without works 
is dead. Like I will show you my faith by my works. And there's a, a little bit of tension in there. It's not to say that we can't find some agreement within that, but to sit there and act like there's not two very different perspectives and very different like thrusts of, of importance yeah. is to ignore what the Bible is, which is a group of people, like a, a, a people wrestling with and trying to express who God has shown God's self to be in their lives. Am I making sense right now? Yeah, uh, a lot of sense. Uh, I was actually, before you mentioned Paul and James, I was thinking, I was like, yo, that's how, like, how it makes it difficult to to deal with the tension between Paul and James and how they um, speak about faith, how they talk to us about faith through the scriptures without realizing, like, yo, there's 66 books in this library, right? And it's not all... You know what I'm saying? Like you say, you go into the library, they're not all going to give you the same story, right? Like they're going to give you different perspectives of different things. And like approaching it like that, it's really, it's freeing. And some people might be like, oh, well, it's the word of God. And I'm like, uh, calm down, folks, right? Like just deal with what we're saying, not what we're not saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Even, even in that, you said there's 66 books in the library, and for a lot of us, that is the case, but it's not the case for everybody who calls themselves a Christian, right? Like, we can't, well, okay, we talk about what the Bible is not. It's not even static among all of the Christians that exist today. Oh, no. <laughs> if you are a, a Roman Catholic, you, you have more than 66 books. You know, if you are uh, an Eastern Orthodox Christian, or Russian Orthodox Christian, Greek Orthodox, you, your canon is going to look a little bit different. Your library will look a little bit different than if you are christian in the united states of america like it's gonna look different for you and i think that's i'm not saying it just to be a nerd like well actually i think it's important to recognize that what this library looks like or what people have esteemed as sacred in this specific context varies depending on what culture or what what manifestation of christianity you have embraced and i think there's a certain beauty in that when we recognize that scripture is going to sound heretical to some people when i say this but it's almost a dialogical process right like mm -hmm. we often talk about the authority of scripture but we don't always wrestle with where scripture gets its authority from the simple answer that we like to give is god but if that's the case then wouldn't all christians have the same exact candy wouldn't we all have very similar translations or interpretations on it no a lot of the the authority is is given to it by 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 people like there's there's, there's a certain democratic bent to it in that way i um you know something i was thinking is uh <clears throat> you know recently somebody was asking this question of uh uh about tensions uh uh because this was you you guys were bringing up uh holding the tensions within these 66 books and because of the sacred texts um something that i like to say is i don't hold the tensions uh and sometimes because there are knit within these texts and there's these different perspectives sometimes there's not tensions to be held. And I think we sometimes feel that there's this pressure to hold tensions that, you know, how, you know, James talks about faith versus Paul. And um, I think because 
there is this construct that we make of of the Bible being the word of God and this certain framework that it all has to line up and make sense in the way that we think of literal sense, that we're trying to make things intention that never were supposed to be intention. And they're like, okay, Paul and James have to make sense in this literal fashion. Y'all can let that tension go if you would just make this fluid. Um, Baby, stop making your heart and your head hurt. <laughs> um, maybe Paul and James weren't supposed to be held in tension with each other. <laughs> if you would let, if you would just let that go, um, instead of trying to make the faith of Paul and the faith of James <laughs> topsy turvy worthy, um, maybe they're talking about two different things. You know, you know sometimes, sometimes I, I feel, feel like, like there's, there's this. this um, habit that we have uh i don't necessarily think it's intentional but i think in a lot of ways especially like um i mean you find it anywhere else but in this context when it comes to dealing with scripture and christianity um we have a tendency to 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 take unity and we want it to mean uniformity that's <laughs> sorry you know, no you're good and like that's and and I know we're talking about what the Bible is not, but the Bible should be freeing, right? Like if this is where I, if this is where my Lord and Savior has revealed himself to me, then everything about these books and these documents should be freeing. It should not be taxing. It should not be a list of this burdensome list of things that I can and can't do um, or whatever people want to use it to in you know their intention their intention is right to bind the conscience of others of someone else to to manipulate the minds of other people it shouldn't it's not supposed to be that right um and I think some of that starts with like Rob said like releasing some of that tension right like it, it don't have to be that along that line uh the Bible isn't necessarily one uniform document that is meant to be understood and, and interpreted one document to another. And I know that sounds contrary to how some are taught, but if we release that pressure on each document, it actually makes Bible time a lot. It makes time in the word a lot more um, expansive and interesting. And it makes things a lot less goofy um, to me, like <laughs> rather than trying to force this circular puzzle piece into a square hole, uh, because you get a lot less goofy uh, exegetical things. You, you say a lot less goofy things when you're trying to force Jeremiah into something else. Um, you're like, what if I'm just, what was Jeremiah saying? Um, no, you're trying to force this arc into something else. You're trying to force this narrative into, no, what is, you know? And so uh, the other thing that I'm thinking is uh, <laughs> you trying to force escat eschatological pieces because <laughs> uh, I'm going to go here because y'all sounded goofy 
this week, um, yeah, y'all trying to force the eschaton into into places that it doesn't need to be, because um, you're sounding goofy, and, and it's because you're trying to force things into places that it doesn't need to be, and you're trying to force um, seals, trumpets, and bowls into places that are you reading? Are you just? I mean, are you just literally reading? <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and it's because you feel this uh, pressure from within and front. It can't be from without because you're not even reading history, bro. Um, <laughs> so the Bible isn't, necessary, isn't necessarily um, this eschatological signs and wonders that you're looking for, but you're trying to make it fit with historical pieces and... Uh, and I want you to be reading, bro, because you're trying to make historical pieces fit in your day that you want to fit your interpretation of things. And it's, because, and it's making you sound goofy. And you're trying to um, rightly develop this uh, thing to um, make sense of the scary times you live in instead of going to therapy. Mm. Yeah, I think. That's 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 big right there. Uh, um, that leads me to another thing that that the Bible is is not, and, and that's the Bible is not nebulous, right? Like it's not a bunch of words that were just released into the atmosphere for anybody to pull down at, at any given time and just apply to right there. Like they were speaking to to a people in a situation. Like every time we read a book of the Bible, it, it, it was for people. Even if you look at Genesis and we talk about creation, it wasn't just and put for you to read like no it, it was it was for a people group to understand or to make sense of how god was moving in their situation when we look at revelation it's not like we love to sit there and, and pluck out all of the, the seals breaking and everything and uh yeah the, the locusts are apache helicopters and, and we'll make it on nebulism it tells you at the beginning of the book that this is a letter to the seven churches in asia like you know he said this this is what i'm writing to he tells you that and now, what I will say is that there is, particularly in, in Second Temple Judaism, that there is an interpreter tradition that allows you to be a little creative with how you interpret text. And we see that happening throughout the New Testament. Um, the Bible is creative in that way and how stories are reinterpreted and reimagined and stuff like that. But it's not nebulous for somebody in the year 2000, which according, by the way, to many of the authors of the New Testament, we're not supposed to be here right now in this way. Like, back in the flesh and we like paul wrote a lot of his stuff thinking that you know the second coming of jesus was happening quick fast and in a hurry and i think i think paul was like if paul peeked back he might be a little disappointed like oh shucks i think i might have miscalculated a little bit but the bible's not nebulous in that way for us to just grab those words and just do with as as we wish um as we are wont to do like what our tendency is like we in that way rob some people of their humanity and their agency and what these words were actually meant to communicate. Mm -hmm. and, and I hope I'm being clear. I'm not one of the people saying like, oh, we need to sit here and only stick with the original authors, original intent, how the original audience, because to me that, that that's a very, it's, it's, it's not a very fulfilling or for fruitful way. I said for fruitful, didn't I'm fruitful. You definitely fruitful. said for fruitful. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a very fulfilling or 
reading the Bible. But at the same token, I think we need to be honest about the creative license that we use when we do that stuff and not just act like we're doing straight up biblical exegesis. Some, some people like to act like, no, this is clearly what this means to us. I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's what you would like it to be, which is fine. But say that. I just, I just want to say y'all probably some emails, some emails right. and Trey, you probably got another one started. You coming? Shout definitely steps on some toes. Um, but no, nah, I agree. Um, when I, matter of fact, like I've, I, I think we've probably had this conversation a couple times, a few times before, or like around this area before. Uh, and every time I always pick up something new from both of y'all. Um, but the one, one thing that always sticks with me is, is, you know, you know, Trey bringing to the attention, like, you know, it's not, it, everything isn't for us necessarily, it's to a specific group of people during a specific time, and I think context matters, and I agree with you, Trey, I don't necessarily think that we always have to stick with, like, the original authors and what their original intent was, but context matters, mm -hmm. um, context absolutely matters, and yeah, some stuff is just, like, I, I, I and I used I used to do it when I was like uh really heavy into some stuff, but I can't figure out for the life of me what the purpose of finding the signs, you know, and trying to like well, like are you trying to figure out when Jesus is coming? Like I like if he's like I like I don't know. That just seems like adding more stress to me. Uh so I had to let that go. And maybe y'all might need to do the same thing. I don't know. But I love y'all. <laughs> well, amen and amen. Hallelujah. <laughs>I want to encourage each and every one of y'all to, to visit at uh, patreon.com slash three black men. Uh, think through it, pray through it, ask God uh, um, if, if he would have you partake in this work that we're doing because on top of some bonus content here, we have uh, some blog pieces going up. There's going to be some devotional content coming out. And I want to encourage you guys um, to visit that Patreon, patreon.com slash three black men. Go watch and, um, my kids ruin my videos. Go ahead, watch, watch them. <laughs> them. Them babies ain't ruin nothing, man. Matter of fact, there's more people going to sign up to, to see them babies. How about that, bro? <laughs>